Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Lloydie's List for Rhino Rack. Make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. Lloydie's List, it's for Rhino Rack. Make space for adventure with their roof rack solutions. Visit rhinorack.com.au to learn more, Lordo. So I'm looking at standoffs over this trade period, Kane, and uh, number seven, it's a seven uh, list today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tom Papley, when he tried to get to Carlton, uh, I think it was maybe at the end of 2019. I knew Papley was a good player, but I didn't realise just how good he was. So Carlton were desperate for that small forward. They've had a lot, you know, to, they've tried. Yep. None of them have been amazing for Carlton, but he was the one they identified. And uh, I think he had family concerns with his father wasn't well, uh, but Sydney Swans refused to, they couldn't get a trade done. And he remained at the Sydney Swans has now signed a long-term deal with them, Kane. So yeah, I think he just signed for five. So five goes years. to show he can yes. turn it around. Rhino Keith back in the day. Oh, sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> sorry, Lord. That's all right. Keep all going. Good. Keep uh, going. Josh uh, Dunkley. Uh, obviously, there was a one a couple of years ago where you know, he wanted to go to Western. And, uh, two first-round draft picks was what uh, the Western Bulldogs wanted. Uh, yep. Couldn't get that deal done, so he remains at the Dogs. But that one. Uh, now he wants to leave again, so it's happening again. I'm still intrigued by that. Uh, I don't think he's ever really spoken out around why. Why have you heard it anywhere? Came why he's leaving? Well, at the time it was speculated about he was unhappy with I think the professionalism perhaps yeah. of of some of his teammates. Very seems to be a very driven from from what you hear sort of player and professional. I'm not sure whether he was upset over some of the standards, but that that's all I've heard, and I'm not sure whether that's the case now, whether he just you know wants a change of scenery. And he was playing ruck uh, for a period around that yeah, time too, true. which I don't think he was too happy about. Uh, at number five, uh, Joey Danaher trying to get to the Sydney Swans. Mm. So he wanted to go to Sydney. Um, massive standoff. Adrian Dodoro didn't do the trade. Orazio Fantasia was in a similar boat at the same time trying to get to his club, but Dodoro didn't trade Danaher or Fantasia. But they both... Uh, moved on since that time. So it's a situation where Essendon haven't improved as a club. Kane and both their players eventually left a year later, but Dan yeah, to a different club. Don't think it has hurt the Bombers significantly, though. So certainly Fantasia hasn't, albeit he played some good football and Danaher's the same. He spotted, wasn't he, at Tom Harley's house he mid-year was. or something like that. So <laughs> I that was, that's Tomlinson. always a big story. Yeah, big story when that happens yeah. as well and the cameras capture it. Tomlinson was living across the road from Tom Harley and saw it and uh, mentioned it to someone <laughs> and it spread like wildfire. Uh, number four, the one you just uh, teased there, 2008. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Ryan O'Keefe. Uh, he, he wanted to go to the Hawks uh, for a first rounder. Hawks wouldn't give up a first round draft pick. So uh, in the end, he stayed. He won the best and fairest the following year uh, in 2009 and then won the Norm Smith in a premiership mm. season a number Huge. of years later. That's number four. We just spoke to Sauce Bryce Gibbs. That was as big as any trade I can remember being spoken about. 2016, Sauce wanted two first rounders. Adelaide said no, but a year later gave up pick 10 and 16. Uh, 12 months on in the mm. deal that Soss wanted originally. Uh, number two, Jade Rawlings. So 2003, so Jade Rawlings was playing with Hawthorne. Always wanted to play at North Melbourne, Jade did, with his brother. Mm. Uh, but in the end, uh, I, I read this one last night, Kane. It was the Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne 
were, were putting a trade together that would suit them, the dogs, and would suit Hawthorne, but the North one wouldn't suit any of them. So in the end, they said, we're, we're sending you. So he ended up going in the preseason draft to, right. to the Western Bulldogs. And I remember he kicked eight against West Coast in round one, and people were hailing Jade Rawlings as being, this is the forward that we've always been crying out for. Uh, didn't work out that way. Uh, and he, ended, he was serviceable for them, and he ended up going to North Melbourne a number of years later. Yeah. Uh, he got there, but uh, not when he wanted to. And the number one one was you touched on earlier in the program, the standoff for Port Adelaide and Collingwood. Uh, Port mm. Adelaide refused to trade him to Collingwood, uh, and he ended up going to Carlton, where he didn't really want to be. It was a bottom club. He, he was serviceable for Carlton, played some good footy, but he wanted to go to a premiership potential side, not a, uh, a wooden spooner. Yeah, and it's funny how these things work out. Like he he wanted to go to a premiership contender at the end of 2003, yeah. leaves, doesn't get to where he wants to go, and mm. Port Adelaide win the premiership yeah. the following year, and he would have absolutely been a key part of that premiership. So they're the decisions that players make. You know, you, you think about Tim Kelly and, and also mm. the standoff that they had for a season there, and then he goes and, and misses out on the premiership. So how those players would feel. So the top seven standoffs, Tom Papley, Josh Dunkley, Joe Danaher, Ryan O'Keefe, Bryce Gibbs, Jade Rawling, and Nick Stevens. A great trip down memory lane there for Lordo's list. You can have your say on that or any other topic throughout this trade period, as James in Caulfield has done. You want to speak about Jason Horn Francis, James? Good morning. Hey guys. Yeah, I just kind of, um, it looks very similar to back when Dangerfield, uh, Geelong were really going hard for Dangerfield in Adelaide, and uh, it probably took him a fair few years to actually get that through. But I just see the kid at, at his age now. I'd be looking at um, you know similar players at Port Adelaide that are the, are the similar age, and because he's really going to keep the club relevant for another five years. I know when Danger came, we were looking at how good he would match up with Selwood, how good he'd match up with Hawkins, and you know even though we didn't get over the line until last year, he really made us relevant for another five years when he came. And I just, if I'm a Port fan or if I'm Port Adelaide, I'm just getting any deal done to get this deal done. The hard part, though, James, is the players who don't want to be part of it from Port Adelaide. So, you know, there may come a time in five, ten years' time where it doesn't matter and you just send players to the club even if they're not um, they're not uh, agreeing to it, Kane. Do you reckon we'll ever get mm. to that point? And would you want that in our well, game? I, yeah, I, I think I would. I think yeah. the power is... is too heavily favoured in, in favour of, of the, the players. Like for, for Rory Lobb to say, I want to go, mm. uh, there's 10 Victorian teams, but I'm only going to go to one. Mm. Like, I just don't know that's fair on Fremantle. If, if the reason you want to go is for homesickness reasons, same with Jason on Francis or any player for that matter, then the club, if they're contracted, should be able to mm. give them to the best deal that's on offer. Yep. And that would make it a bit more equitable. But that, that would be... My view on that one, and you can have yours. Uh, there's a lot of text coming through this morning. The fact that Ken Hinckley is out of contract after next year, does that mean he said he wants to go all in on the trade period to make sure they have their best chance to win the premiership? Says Matt, oh, absolutely, there would be some of that. I, I think there would be some of that with Damien Harbick as well. Like, it's not... Damien Harbick doesn't care about seven years for Hopper and Taranto because the last three or four years, he's probably not going to be at Richmond. He's probably not going to be at Richmond for 20 years. So you want to go all in, but I'm not that critical of, of Ken being keen to get 19-year-olds in. Um, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't phase me at all. But the coach's role in this, Lordo, you know, mm. for someone like a Brett Ratton who's under pressure, Luke Beveridge under pressure, Damien Harwick not under pressure, but would absolutely want a fourth premiership to put him in the, the complete upper echelon of coaching history. 
there would be a role in that somewhere. Yeah, some coaches get heavily involved. Some coaches say, okay, this is the time for the list manager. That's their grand final time. It's their Melbourne Cup time. So just leave them to it. Uh, so that that's what may happen. Clarkson might be the type he's in everything. And then other coaches like Damien Hardy, he might go study, study this time of year uh, mm. and, and improve himself. Uh, I miss one, Kane. Love this text. Best standoffs. Can remember Cam McCarthy. Uh, he wanted to get to Freo that's from right. the Giants. And uh, the text says McCarthy sits out an entire year rather than play mm. with the Giants and eventually got to Fremantle. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah he was a talented player, Cam McCarthy, but had uh, issues that never allowed him to reach his peak. Uh, good on you. That's a that's an excellent yeah. one that we that we didn't mention. David's in Melbourne. You want to speak about Port Adelaide, Dave? Good morning. Yeah, got two points to make, Kane. Just your point about players should be able to the club should be able to show off the players wherever they you know, want to. We don't live on the, they're not slaves, they are people. They've got a choice where they want to work. So I don't think that that should ever happen in Australian society, Australian sport. I wouldn't want but, a player playing at my club that didn't want to be there. I don't think, you know, why would you want a player? Well, you get, you, get, you get players that play for your club all the time that don't want to be there. That's called the draft. And we've seen the disappointment of some players that have been drafted in the state that they clearly, that's not their preference to be there. But... It's not your usual working environment. These players put themselves into the draft. They sign a form knowing that they can go anywhere. And it's only going to be a short period of time. So uh, I think to compare it to a normal job is unrealistic. It's not your normal occupation playing professional sport. In other sports across the world, it happens all the time where players are traded to clubs that they haven't had a say in where they're going. The, the wages you get, you're, you're quoting, you know, international sport, American sport, the wages there, they get paid. What's that got to do with it, though? Well, it's all, it's all relative. But it's still, they're still on big money. What, what's what you get paid? What, how's that relevant? Well, it's massively relevant. Why? I say it's not relevant. It's ridiculous. What, why is it? Well, explain that to me. 300, 300 grand a year compared to 300 grand a week. Most people might say, all right, I might ship off to the other side of the country for 300 grand uh per week when they won't do that for 300 grand a year. I mean, to say that that's not relevant is ridiculous. Oh, I think anyway, if, you're talking to, if you're talking to the average Australian who earns $70,000 um, a year and you're saying, you know, some AFL players are earning $1.1 million, I think the average Australian would go, yeah, I'd be happy to go and live in Western Australia for $1.1 a year. Uh, so I think absolutely it is all relative when you're talking Australian wages and the average wage, Dave. I think most Australians would be comfortable to go and live in a different state for a million bucks a year for, for a short period of time. So, Kane, with your family situation, with your career, uh, with, you know, people have illnesses with children and partners that don't want to move, etc., you would have been happy to jump up stumps. No, it's not about whether I would have been happy about it. I put my name to go into the draft, so I was completely comfortable with any of the... 17 or 16 teams, whatever it was when I was drafted, to go anywhere to play AFL football. Would it, was it ideal for me? No. But would I have done it to live my dream of playing AFL footy? Absolutely, I, I would have done that. But I get your point, Dave. It's, it's, a, it's a debate. Um, different people have different views. I've asked Lord o about it before, and I think, Lord o, you've said, no, I wouldn't have wanted to leave Victoria. Yeah, I think what happened with me, Sheedy bought out a book recently, oh, about five years ago, and he actually wrote in the book that he would have loved to have got Judd and he would have traded myself and Joe Watson. That mm. was what he would have liked to have done. I never heard of that when I was playing <laughs> until afterwards. Sheets. Sheets, yeah. But um, I, I wouldn't have – I was 28 years of age at the time, and 
I wouldn't have wanted to go to West Coast. You're, what you're saying is, if that's what the industry is, I may mm. have had to just deal with it. But I would have, at that time, if I had have known about it, I would have said, Sheets, okay, that's you don't see me as part of your plans. Can we get a third club involved? And I'll, I'll go and play somewhere else. But mm. West Coast is not where I want to, want to go to. So uh, I can understand David's point as well. Yeah, thought-provoking stuff. Good on you, Dave. Thanks for the debate. Matthew is in Huntfield Heights in South Australia. You want to speak about Port Adelaide, Matty? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just wondering, you know, I can't remember a time where the media have got stuff so wrong about this. Like, um, you know, reports of uh, Riley Bonner speaking to North Melbourne and, you know, later on that afternoon, his manager said he'd never even been brought up. And then, again, with West Coast, with Dan Houston, apparently um, last night I saw reports that uh, West Coast hadn't even brought him up. So do we actually know what's going on with that? Because, um, yeah, it seems like it's just kind of gone around in circles a bit. Yeah, it, sometimes it is hard to decipher what is what is fact and fiction and, and Lord I've, and I've sort of done a bit of that with with the, the spin and, and true segment that we've been doing but yeah it could just be a casual conversation that between mm. you know someone at the club with a with a player manager or, or a family member I know that's happened in the past with Ollie Wines like I think Carlton spoke to a family member and then that was reported but the club had no knowledge of it so I'm sure there's some truth to it to the reports I don't think journalists just make things up for the sake of it. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Kings Park. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Kane. G'day, Lloydie. How are you? Good, Andrew. Good. Um, I just wanted to ask a question in relation to the Next Generation Academy and the father-sons. If you had um, father-sons playing in the Next Generation Academy that, that are father-sons, how would they get drafted? Would they get drafted as Next Generation Academy or would they ne- get drafted as... Uh, father-sons, because obviously I think with father-sons you have a little bit more advantage than a Next Generation Academy in terms of where the picks fall. Hey, Andrew, father-son overrides Next Generation Academy. So say, for example, there's a boy by the name of Cameron McKenzie who's from Brighton Grammar. He's in the St Kilda Next Generation Academy. Uh, so in, in the past, so now it's, uh, they're going to phase that out. They're going to phase that out. So he, he's a top 10, top 15 selection. So that that at the moment this year's draft uh you only can go to that club if you're outside the top 40 picks so he's inside the top 40 so he St Kilda won't have access to him like um Marcus Windhager last year uh it was top 20 he had to fall within the uh yeah top if you're inside top 20 you couldn't go there Marcus went pick 40 so he could go to St Kilda uh in that sense father son where you can go to that club if they want you um, whereas Next Generation Academy, that's pretty much going to be gone, I think, within the next 12 months where they're phasing that out and, um, you know, you can't get, get access to players that way. Good stuff, Lordo. Let's go to Tassie and speak to Marty. You want to speak about the Bombers, Marty? Yeah, g'day, boys. Um, just a little bit wondering, Essendon obviously having a lot of salary-capped space. Who in the future is there going to be suspended on that we need, obviously, a decent, well, not a decent forward. There's no disrespect to Peter Wright, but we need another forward to help help our younger guys out, and also probably another midfielder. Um, Harms would have been all right. I would have thought as a bigger body in there with help Dylan Shill out, which I thought played some good games in the back end of the year. I'm just wondering who in the future can we target? And now Mackay sort of signed up. Uh, so well, Mackay signed up. Oh, I thought you know Ben King would have been a great one for the Bombers, but he recently signed. I don't think he signed a long-term deal at Gold Coast, so perhaps that's one that they could could look at. But those big forwards are starting to come 
off the market. So, Bombers fans, who would you like to target out there? Maybe Toby Green could be gettable in 12 months' time. This is the early trade. It's for Ty Power. Family safety is um, is never up for trade. And all the news of the day for Beaumont Tiles coming up after this. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Play the Monopoly game at Macca's for a one in four chance to bring home a win. Prizes like a barbecue galore premium barbecue pack and ultimate. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.